August 5th, 2020. Today we discuss upcoming events. Are you sharing your disc? And have you been taking notes? 20. I am Michael Askins, Architect Taste Lab, and this is the Technology Architecture Solutions Engineering Show. In the virtual studio, we have returning JG back in. How you doing, JG? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. We got a guest with us today. Yes, we do. Mr. Devlin. Would you like to give a, a short intro to everyone? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you for having me on. It's been a long time coming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I work in the collaboration space with uh, in Microsoft products with, you know, SharePoint teams, OneDrive, that whole good stuff and power apps and power platform. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited to be on the show today and uh, looking to get started talking about, talk about our topics. Wait, well, before we do that, anytime we got a new person on or somebody who hasn't been on for a while, we kind of put them through the ringer. Favorite book? Uh, it's sad that I haven't read books in a long time. I need to. I want to get back into reading, but it was probably the Harry Potter series. Okay. Favorite movie? I have. I thought about this because I knew you were going to ask me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Check the question. The, uh, yeah. There's Cortana all the time on the record. She's got to chirp off. <laughs> uh, I have two answers to this. So Avengers Endgame is my favorite franchise movie because I don't think that movie works as well if you don't have the 20 so odd movies that come before it. And my favorite standalone movie is Inception. Oh, wow. That's one I haven't heard too many people uh, spot it's, out there. Everything about the movie, the score is amazing. The plot, like the, the visuals is just amazing. I love it. So do you find yourself playing with little tops on your table? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. I, I don't question if I'm in reality or not yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe by the end of the show, you might. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm not going to ask you the raft question because I already know the answer to that one. Um, you know what? I, I will, but I'm going to put that at the end. So give us a little information about you, that what you think you makes you. What is it about your your biggest outward quality? What you think your out biggest outward quality is? My my biggest outward quality is, and probably you hate me for it, is uh, my my love for Philadelphia. I will not uh, live it down. I'll not live it down. I, I'm, go ahead and I know it's reserved for for I things, but go ahead. No, that's okay. I'm not gonna have to work. It's you know, we we read you because you're on the other half of the state and from where we're normally located at. So, what's your favorite sport team outside of any team located in Eastern Pennsylvania? <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny any teams that if I'm outside of that geographical area. <laughs> okay, who's the who's the current world's best hockey player ever? Ever? No, no, current. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I I don't want to say Crosby. I think it might be McDavid. <sighs> yeah, got to hit the horn there. <laughs> I, I, I think if we're talking about prime, I think it's McDavid right now. Uh, well, we're not talking about prime. We're talking about current playing. But okay, we'll let you have it. That's a, that's an opinion piece. Um, <laughs> So, you know, you mentioned I things, you know, along that tone, um, one of the things happened today was the Samsung launch product launch. And I know, Mr. Dev, that uh, you have 
watched it? Did you watch it in its entirety or just bits and pieces? I was able to watch it up to when they started talking about the uh, the new watch. Um, but I read a quick uh, a, a quick catch me up on on the things they uh, released. All right. So, um, Mr. JG, I know you're into consumer products. Did you up the speed on some of that? Yeah, I didn't actually get to watch the event live, but I've watched a number of of um, kind of recaps. Cool. So, uh, who wants to take point on uh, the Note Twenty? Let's let our let's let our guests do it. Go for <laughs> it. What 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 are we expecting out of this new device? Uh, I think the Note Twenty. I think it's more. We should talk more about the Note Twenty Ultra. Uh, I think that. You know, from the from from watching the uh, presentation and looking at the specs of both devices, the Note 20 is probably going to compete more with some of the lower end with with, so with some of the lower end uh, devices on on, uh, on the market. The for example, I don't even know. I, Mike, you could probably correct me if I'm wrong, but has there ever been a Note that didn't have a micro SD card slot? No, not that I know of. No, 20 doesn't have one. Uh, deal breaker. <laughs> the but the the, the ultra does. Um, deal breaker. <laughs> so, you know, I th- I think they're definitely marketing. They want people to buy the No 20 Ultra because obviously it's going to be the more expensively priced device. Um, but yeah, I think the if you're looking for those next step features from what you have right now, I think the No 20 Ultra is going to be what people want to move forward towards. So Samsung has some really compelling pre-sale offers. So they'll take an old Note device, like maybe there's a Note 8 with a cracked screen somewhere within proximity, and they'll give you like 200 off with the Ultra, 512 storage. Um, I think it comes out to like 1200 which is kind of on par for a device with that spec with other devices out there. Would you agree with that, both of you? Yeah, I think so. I think oh, that yeah. I think that it's it's pricey, but you kind of get what you pay for there. And I, I agree with with Dev um, that I think for most people the Ultra is going to be much more appealing than the than the regular S twenty. Can I challenge that? Sure. I think for most people in our line of work, that would be a better. I think the no storage, no headphone, no nothing, just the basic, here's my phone and I'm going to fill it up and push a button. And it's going to automatically send stuff to the sky magically as it as the storms go by, my pictures go up into the cloud and, you know, it's magic. I think any of those devices are going to do great for that market. Now, here's something I'm going to throw out there. So... I happen to have a child who has a Samsung device that's not a Galaxy line. And I was recently checking on the security stuff that's on there because they are minors and you have to do the whole parental thing, which is responsible. You need to. You have to, right? Especially in this day and age. So there was a software update. And so I was checking in the software update to see what it is. I was looking online like there's a giant population outside the United States, or I should say outside of North America that have these other non-Galaxy devices, like especially South America and parts of Europe and stuff like that have like there's the J line, the A line uh, series of phones, and they are marketably cheaper than the Galaxy lines. 
And I think it, it, when you look at the apps and the things that come on them, like I was, I was using one of these devices and it was like really responsive. The pictures are phenomenal. And you know, the cameras are high megapixels. And, and I was like kind of really blown away by these other lower, lower end line of those devices. Have either you've come across those or checked into those or seen those? And what are your thoughts? I, I was truly, I'm not saying it because I have a handful of them in the hands of some of my my offspring, but you know, generally I, I was really impressed with the device. What are your thoughts? Have you guys come across them? Yeah, I've used them, um, in, in the past and, and testing and, and what have you. I think that you're right. They, they are probably the best bang for your buck for people that don't really care about the, the material quality or, or anything like that. That's not to say it's, that they are lower quality. They're just not the, you know, glass, aluminum, all that fun stuff it's a lot more plastics and and what have you so um yeah i think they're they're great devices for what they are you're right they they don't have the same build materials but it's also marketably cheaper to replace when one of them smacks the floor or gets crushed up against the countertop or something mm -hmm. like that absolutely yeah um dev any experience with those lines or have you looked at them what do you know about them I haven't used them before, uh, but I definitely I've seen them in passing. Yeah, you know, I definitely think for you know for kids that maybe aren't necessarily worried about quality of the material or the super high end things, or for parents that don't want to buy them those things. Uh, you know, I definitely think that it makes sense to go that route. You know, I don't. Yeah. I think you know unless someone's into super into photography as a kid or or any of the spe specific features of the of the Note series. You know. I think it makes sense to go that route. Yeah, that you got to listen to my other show and web thing about photography and cameras because I don't think cell phone cameras make great photography cameras. I know there's a big push for like great pictures. I kind of agree. This is not the same. I kind of agree. <laughs> I, I, I know, like when we tie, I take zoom, try to take zoomed in pictures all the time with my. I have a Note 10 Plus, and like it's not, it's not very photo like high high-end photo quality like I, yep. I don't i don't think of it as like that you know i think it's good for the you know the family pictures or if you're trying to take pictures of trying to really get critical with with photography it's like phone cameras aren't the way to go yeah it's great that it's great to capture an experience and and how you, uh, we're gonna have to check the box i said a bad word um and <laughs> it, it doesn't really i think you can get really great pictures i mean there's sometimes like I know people go on certain places vacation vacation and they take a picture and it's like, it's a beautiful picture. You know, it's a cell phone picture. But then I also realized that there are places in this world in times of the day where you can have basically a piece of film and let's like move your hand away from it and you're going to get a great picture because, you know, like Arizona or the islands where, you know, the reflectivity and the way the light is and, and being able to capture a good picture. Like, you know, I've been to Hawaii before and you can't take a bad picture there. I mean, you can, I mean, you have to really work at it to take a bad picture, but you know, there's that, I think to me, pictures part of part of that is is composition and things like that that make the picture. As long as it's technically good from a execution perspective, and one of the things I've seen in Samsung in their Pro Series line of plugins for their phone is they give some of those tools to people to try to make better composition. You know, they got the thirds bars and and all these other things that make it better. 
Um, but here we're going down this really deep rabbit hole on <laughs> that's really not related to enterprise technology. <laughs> but, so I would, I would challenge that a little bit though. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a big photography guy too. And, um, it, it's something that I definitely agree that, um, it's not the same quality or, or, or what have you, but I would challenge that the best camera period is, is the camera that you have. And I don't always carry, um, my, I, I'm a Nikon guy because it was, you know, but we can, we can have that debate in another form, but, um, I don't always carry that unless I, I, I know I'm going somewhere to take some pictures. And, and so I think the best camera is, is just the one you have on you. Yeah. That's a philosophy. Definitely a philosophy. So, yeah. And the one thing I will say though, is from a video perspective, I do think handhelds and mobiles kind of got that down pretty yes. decent because you, you what you want when you're like recording something you want wide super high super super wide aperture so i'm like you want to soak in that and you want to get the best quality ever and so it does a really good job of that now mind you that being said i have to the right of me and to the left of me like piles of like pro cameras and recording gear and stuff like that that makes super great stuff but you know the fun fact is is i, I actually published a couple of videos um this past week on a different forum and all, like all the b b-roll is 100 percent done with the samsung note <laughs> on a gimbal <laughs> so it's you know and you can't tell once you once you bring it into your editing and you put all your stuff down and you normalize it, you do all your other stuff and i think it's they're making it super super consumery and that line of what you do with that consumer device and what you can do with it when you plug it into your network starts to blur because you know people have the expectation like oh you're doing xyz for your job you can just take a picture and upload it into the service or into teams or what have you like for your job now people aren't getting around that much and this is how i'm tying this all back in is the the experience of the adobe products and microsoft products on mobile devices are getting better and better and better and i know jg had mentioned you know the apple integration to microsoft has been great so we've talked about them enough so we're going to shelve them and we're going to talk about samsung since their release dates today what did what did we see anything other than a giant netflix commercial in the middle of their presentation dev yeah no i think and i think jg will be very pleased with this development uh, you might have seen it that you know, of course, we saw last year during one of their unpacked events, Samsung and Microsoft announced their partnership together um, to to further uh, integrate their products in, into the Samsung Galaxy Nine, the Galaxy line. And today, they announced more features. Uh, one specifically that I think you guys have talked about on the show previously uh, is Samsung Notes is going to be able to sync to OneNote um, now. Yeah. There's good news and bad news to this. <laughs> it's a one-way export. So, That's okay. Yeah, it's okay. So I mean, I, I think you know, and you also will be able to sync reminders to to do Outlook in Teams as well. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna be able to sync reminders to that. I, I believe they expanded the your phone capabilities as well. Uh, to you be able to run Android apps on your uh, on your PC now, multiple apps at once. Um, if your phone is connected to your PC, so I, I think you know from a, a partnership standpoint, I think we could maybe 
dovetail this into obviously we know Microsoft is releasing their first um, branded phone in a while um, this holiday, hopefully that, you know, what does that mean for Microsoft's partnership with Samsung and, you know, their integration to their phones and while they're trying to push out their own? I can answer that. So when we stop and we look at what Microsoft's doing with partners like Citrix and uh, VMware, who are their used to be arch enemies, right? So Citrix doing the virtual desktops and and VMware doing originally just virtualiz- virtualization and then moving into virtual desktops. Um, it makes sense that they, they all stay and play together nicely because ecosystem is so spread. I, I don't want to use the word muddy because muddy denotes like, oh, it's something wrong, but it's just so so diverse on who has what and what their preferences are. And Microsoft's approach of you know, any device, anywhere, anytime, you know, that whole campaign they had several years ago to like any cloud, uh, to like basically any, you should just say any, you know, because, you know, you, you see from the, the, the partner program and we're going to see here at, at Ignite here coming up, Microsoft's going to, they double down on their partnerships, even though they have competing products like Citrix, they're doubling down on their, you know, cooperability and their, you know, integrations, even though they have Windows virtual desktop as a service directly out of Microsoft data centers, you know? So I think, and also quite frankly, this is, this is the snarky part here is like they historically have not done well with devices. And I think a lot of partners know that. So, I think that one of the things you'll see is is people won't be like, oh, you're you're getting into our space and brr, you know, <laughs> boo on you. I think there's enough room for everybody, and I think they understand that. And I bet you there are some providers waiting for them to fail, or have it up for just enough time to make it dovetail into some other service or product. Because uh, if you think of it, though, the devices that Microsoft's going to offer, and, my, and I'm going to toss this to JG here in a minute, but those particular devices, you know, they're, in my opinion, they're enterprise-connected devices. I mean, they're for people that want productivity and work. I know they don't market it that way. They market it to like, hey, your world, whatever. But I think one of the things are is that it's going to be more of a, you're going to see more of a corporate thing or an enterprise thing. And then on top of that, you're going to see low adoption because people are going to be skittish to go that way. You know, I mean, I'm due for I'm overdue for a phone. We've talked about that many times here and looking at the ultra today, I'd be lying if I didn't say I had it in the cart for the pre-order. You always have a device in the cart and then you chicken out and don't buy it. (laughs) Uh, No, no, I just, I'm just, I just don't act rash. I I stop and I pause and I wonder, and then I overanalyze. Um, (laughs) So it's not a matter of like bucking out because I got a nice uh, Surface Book 3 here that was in the cart and purchased as soon as it was available. So, uh, so I I just kind of spun a yarn about those service devices and use cases. JG, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I I mostly agree. I think that to go back on Microsoft's philosophy of any device anywhere now would be a misstep. And, you know, if, if I can see that, I, I definitely think that some of the smart people there see that. So I think that they are trying to get into the game pretty much what Michael said, mainly for corporate. Um, you know, they still play nice with some of the other PC manufacturers, even though that they have their own PC line, too. So I don't think this will necessarily uh, go against that. And and also it's not running Microsoft software, it's running Android, right? So they're not yep. getting into the software game there. 
uh, per se. Uh, they're getting into the hardware game and putting some skins on it to make the, the dual screens work and, and what have you. So um, I think it's going to be uh, expensive, probably uh, <laughs> on par with the uh, um, was the Galaxy Fold and uh, what's the other one, the, the Flip or whatever it is. The Flip's cheaper, but um, it's probably going to be pretty pricey, um, which is going to going to turn some people off. Um, and it's really going to be like like you said, I think people that are into the consumer electronics space because it is a kind of a pioneer of sorts um, or one of the pioneers um, in in that sort of device that's what a technology um, but i do think that it is going to be mainly for people that, that like it for its novelty or businesses agree you want a bell on that one want so i want to i want to yeah. oh, i thought you said i thought you said a bow i was like yeah, i don't man. think they'll be able to see me bow <laughs> <laughs> you want a bell you get a bell for that one i like that one that was well put there we Sweet. go um so you know kind of you know, the world gets muddy and, you know, the lines between consumer and enterprise or corporate, they blur, especially in this day and age with, you know, working remotely. Uh, I'm going to kind of go out of order here with some of the uh, some of the agenda items just because it just is a natural flow. You know, one of the things that uh, the day job uh, taste labs we're going to be having there is a bunch of back to work uh, webinars and shows um, presentations and things like that. Not that you haven't been deluged enough with them, uh, but you're going to see something completely different with this, this approach. So um, the Microsoft released recently the back to work application and both JG and I have been tearing it apart left and right to try to find out what makes it tick. And, you know, there's, there's a step-by-step and how to push three buttons and it's deployed. And well, we all know that's not the case. (laughs) Never is. Uh, So, so we're going to be putting together some, some things around that to keep it for for everyone to keep an eye out for. Do you have any comments on that, JG? I have a million um, and we'd be here all day, but I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet. I think that it is, super critical um in in this ongoing uh life that that we're living um this new normal of sorts that people say um it's it's super critical to take a look at this application um for many reasons um definitely first and foremost the safety of your employees um and and how your employees are are feeling about the whole situation right i mean that's super important for you know morale and and um you know what have you so um, this application allows you to really get a, a feel for how employees are, are feeling about the move, um, either back into the office or, or not, um, how they how they're doing with the remote work, uh, and then also ongoing. Uh, if you have some essential employees, um, hats off to them as a short side note, um, Absolutely. And, and an important one um, for sure. But if you do have those type of employees in your organization, keeping tabs on how they're feeling, um, both physically and mentally, um, is is critical. Um, and this application can help you with that. And Microsoft's providing this, um, as Mike said, um, free of charge in the marketplace. You can go download it now. But really, I think the um, the important the important feature or important bit of this is to keep in mind the customization and the configuration it's going to take to really make this meaningful for your organization. So um, be sure to take a look at all this, the different settings and and uh, uh, features and abilities. It's a massive application and and. Uh, like many things that we deal with, it can be as, as simple or as complex as you want it to be. Um, so definitely uh, reach out to uh, the guys at the at the day job over there, Taste Labs, if you want to um, maybe get some assistance in getting that up and running and keeping the employees healthy. 
Yep, absolutely. And, you know, in tearing that app apart, there's multiple components. There's an employee engagement part, but there's also like a compliance and governance ability to provide checklists and and do, do are we clear to open? And if we're open, do we have everything we need? Is there enough sanitizer? Is there enough cleaning supplies? Is there enough? What is the staffing requirements or restrictions? You know, so it, it like it is as deep or as is. It's as wide or as narrow as you want it to be. It's as deep or shallow as you want it to be. It goes in multiple directions, and it's a lot to take in. Um, but it, again, in this this way we need to operate now, it's critical that we keep our eyes open and keep our eyes on the ball for, you know, not just compliance and governance reasons, but just how our people are, you know. Happy people make happy businesses and happy workplaces. And if we can make sure we have a pulse on that, whether they're remotely dispersed or if they're working in a facility, you know, it's good to have that that tone. So, um, you know, I just thought it was a natural, you know, the blending of work and home. You know, it's, it's critical that we we bring that up as, you know, Microsoft has this offering and, you know, check out the guidance we have over there at Taste Labs. It'd be awesome if you guys could check that out. Also, um, there's going to be a series of of recordings that we're going to be putting out there on and on demand. They're done already. They're in put, getting put through post-production uh, around, you know, the, 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 the leadership style and needs and how they're changing. So um, we'll have some links, not in the show notes, but stay close to us in our website, social and all the other stuff that will be in the show notes, but keep subscribing and keep in touch with there because there are some valuable things there in this uh, new way we need to operate to keep our eye on the ball. So let's pivot back to another topic since we're, we're bridging the, the gap here of uh, consumer and business. Let's go hundred percent business uh, Azure shared disc. I know I plopped it in the chat right beforehand. This is, this is not new, uh, but it's been long coming. And have you guys had a chance to look at the, uh, the links and what that is? I have, yeah. I want to. I want to pass it to Dev. I've talked too much. I want to hear from my guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did take a look at it, and uh, you know, I think my initial thoughts are, you know, you know, uh, you know, um, Azure is just such an expansive landscape to do certain things. You know, share disks are, you know, they're, you know, innate to be able to share a disk between multiple VMs to help you. Deploy clustered apps, I think, is a big thing for a lot of businesses right now. And, you know, I think, you know, with the projects I've had in my day job, you know, it had been, it's, it's been very, uh, been very helpful uh, during those times to have something like this. Um, Mike, what are your thoughts on the Azure Shared Disks <laughs> and, you know, how, how that fits into the whole uh, realm? Yeah, so it has its place for sure. Um, so there's other ways we can accomplish having a pallet data that needs to be shared by multiple services or machines um, natively in Azure. And one of the reasons why, like, if you, if you were ever to go to the tech community and, like, read deep on some of this topic around Azure Shared Disk, people are like, why? There's other ways to do this, right? Well, there's always a, other ways to do this. One of the reasons that I see it as super compelling to have as an option is it provides that, and I'm going to use this word not in a negative way. I'm going to use this word as a, a point in time. It, ta- it takes the ability to take a legacy style of 
connections and clustering and things of that nature and provide that on a modern platform. And here's the best part. So when you need to pivot all of your stuff to Azure, there's multiple ways you can do it. You can replatform it, you can refactor it, or you can lift and shift it, right? This provides that lift and shift ability. So you can take what you have in your data center on your and your expiring clusters that the hardware is out of support or it's acting wonky or insert whatever reason you want here, why it shouldn't be there and give you a list of mile long. But you need to get it out of there, right? Out of your colo or out of your data center and get it somewhere. And so instead of trying to take this massive beast and and changing all this stuff to make it fit a more modern way of doing stuff, this gives that ability, it gives you the ability to get it there, right? And then once it's there, you got yourself some breathing room to keep operating the way you were while you take the time to plan properly to refactor, replatform, or what have you. So I think that's one of the number one reasons in my mind. Anybody feel free to comment in the show, show notes about that. Um, but that's what my thoughts are. JG, you have anything on that or did we put a pin in that one? I, I, th- I couldn't agree more. I think yeah, lift and shift is where um, this is really going to shine. Um, I agree with some of the people um, in the comments that basically said, you know, why um, you can do this with um, Azure files, configuration, Azure blob, um, any sort of Azure storage uh, methodology. So why introduce this? And the answer is um, you're not really going to be lifting and shifting Azure files from on-prem into the cloud unless you have a... Uh, local Azure instance or something like that. So um, that is where it's really going to shine, where we can get get people up there and have the benefit of, of cloud uh, mentality um, and then re-platform, refactor after the fact. Agreed. Agreed. So um, while I queue up something for the next bit, why don't you two talk about TCA? Yes. Dev, what is TCA? And can you can you give us some um, um, not spoilers, but give us some examples of what people could find there? Yeah, TCA is a uh, stands for the Cloud Apprentice, and it's a uh, platform uh, that's been graciously provided by Taze Media to carry a lot or kind of track the journey of emerging technologists in mainly the Microsoft realm, but I'm sure the, as time goes on, there might be other realms that are, are explored. Um, I am myself there on the TCA uh, website. And, you know, we, we've, you know, it's basically tracking the, you know, the journey for technologists that are coming through the world, you know, as they reach the architect level. And, you know, I think for me, me, me personally, you know, I, I do a lot of work in the in the Microsoft collaboration stack. So you'll see a lot of uh, Teams and SharePoint uh, articles over there. You know, and as I explore uh, explore other technologies, you'll see uh, things around those pieces of technology as well. So I think we have uh, we should have other people debuting soon. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a good space to read up on some things. I don't think there's anything like it out there. And I think, you know, we'll be posting stuff consistently over the coming weeks. Most excellent. I'll tell you what, I'll subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So one last bit before we get to the video of the week. Um so, well, we didn't have a video of the week or anything last week. We had the week off. Um, a little bit of a holiday with 
all kinds of stuff going all different directions. So um, we're potentially looking at doing another another drop here after this one, maybe two next week or another record over the weekend potentially here. But uh, so stay tuned. We are back and better than ever. So I wanted to not stepping on Mike and Mike in the morning, the old ESPN show. But um, the one thing I wanted to bring up is teams and some of the team stuff. So if you click on your head you go to settings and we were just talking about this this morning, like the new meeting experience is, is like a great option now for, for people. And so I get to actually see stadium style when I'm talking with people, which is super cool. Um, so as somebody who presents a lot, that makes it super easy to see your audience. So I like that, like that a lot, but there's some other things going on there. Um, who wants to grab this and start? So I'll uh, lead in with something we talked about this morning that I would say isn't really um, a nice to have. It, it is a, I, I don't, it was a, a headache uh, before it's, it's a, it's a godsend. Um, basically your, when, as Michael said, if you click on your head, um, <laughs> there's a, there's a new checkbox in the settings that um, allows you to have pop out video. So I know that pop out um, uh, chat, uh, was was the thing for a while, and we sort of had pop-out video uh, where there's that little mini video experience within Teams, but this is actually a true pop-out into a separate window. Um, so you can actually have video, see your audience, especially great for presenters, um, you know, see what's going on while uh, referencing your notes, uh, referencing your wiki, referencing your files uh, in another window in Teams. And it's, it is completely uh, a game changer, and I think uh, you should go... Uh, you know, take a look and, and turn it on now. Uh, note, you will have to restart uh, Teams before you can get that to work uh, once you check the box. But um, once you get back in, I think you'll really like it. Luckily, we all did that. So we won't get dropped from the recording here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What do you got? What do you got, Dev? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's definitely a, it's definitely a, another game changer for the teams and how people work. You know, I think something that we had mentioned or that was that was mentioned on the show before was that, you know, when you we would just pop out chat. You couldn't call or video people from the pop out window, but now with the new meeting experience, you can. So you'd be able to have that seamless experience when you pop out the chat and just be able to call and video people from right there. So I think that's definitely marries the experience a little bit better now. You know what I've learned since I've turned all this stuff on is that I usually take my mouse and hover it mid video window just so I can like quickly change my background or mute or raise a hand. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. not that it's not there no more. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first meeting where I had the new meeting experience on, I caught myself. I was like, why, why isn't the bar popping up? <laughs> and I realized. Jiggling oh, your mouse, right? Yeah. I realized, I oh, that. it's at the top of the screen now. It's a, definitely a, you have to change the behavior, the, the behavior nodes in your brain. All right. So uh, how this is edited, I'm not sure, but we had a little bit of a blip there. So um I'm hoping that when this gets edited, everything that happened or that little blip will be post credits for your. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that. Talking yeah, about that. the new Teams experience when we drop <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're listening. They thought, you know, somebody's going to say something bad and they just dumped you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I do like the new Teams experience. It, it, you know, I'm just not sure on some of it. You know, like we were just talking during uh, while you were getting things back in order, you know, the one thing like all the live captions and background effect, all that stuff's still there. Uh, but like what we're on right now is just gallery. Earlier today, I was able to do together mode, but now I can't do together. But it's I, I don't know the, the restrictions and or 
the the parameters. I just know that they're turning more and more stuff on, and it's awesome. So, uh, well, let's pivot away from that and get to our last thing. Um, channel nine. Oh, I say channel nine video of the week. It's not really channel nine video of the week, but it's always channel nine video of the week. So we're gonna have our guest do it for us, right? So open up a browser. It's open. Channel nine Okay, what day of the month were you born? Eighth. Uh, Eighth. Click on shows. Okay. From left to right, top to bottom, countdown eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. What do you this got? Week, this week on channel nine. Okay, click there. All right. Okay. Let's just go with the most current one because it's a current event. Uh, this week in channel nine, uh, net. .NET 5.0 preview, Git news, Windows Terminal 1.2 more. Yes, I'm familiar with all these topics. So I'm going to touch on one of those things, the Windows Terminal. Um, we'll put the link in the show notes. Did you grab that, uh, JG? Did you grab that link? I'll grab it for you. Uh, we'll get this in the show notes. So I, I, we're very familiar with all these different all these topics that are out there. Have either of you done Windows Terminal 1.2? I have not. I, I've, I know I, I read about it. I, I've haven't had a chance. I mainly use, I'm, I do a lot of PowerShell, so I use uh, Visual Studio Code for that. So I haven't really had a chance to test out the Windows terminal. So I'm, I'm excited to eventually test it out though. Yeah, let's 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 uh, let's have you do that. Cause I think that would be a great TCA article and a great report mm-hmm. back. I think that'd be I awesome. I know I did a I did a write up on it and we discussed it a bit uh, and I know the new release of some of the some of the things are are pretty awesome so you can have that Linuxy backend or you know whatever terminals uh, whatever development environments you have that are installed you can create a nice good terminal environment for make it custom change the backgrounds to match whatever colors if you want PowerShell blue with white lettering for PowerShelly things or you know black and green for you know you know insert how you want to configure it it's super pretty awesome um, I dig it I do Linuxy things so I dig it even more than most probably so I'm digging it uh, JG have you tried you didn't try it yet have you have you tried that yet I have not yet no oh that's right you can't do that on Apple can you <laughs> I'm, I'm not on an app or <laughs> I switch it up just to keep it keep it fair. <laughs> so um, that being said, I think that's a good wrap for today. I think we're at time, um, especially if we lop out some of the the banter when we got some audio back up. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think we're good for today. Anybody have anything else they want to bring up or mention? That's it for me, Dev. Yeah, okay. I think yeah, I'm just. Go check out TCA. A lot of good stuff going on down over there. And uh, yeah, that's all I have. Awesome. Yep. Definitely, definitely good, uh, good placement there. Uh, we'll put the link in the show notes for that, as well as for Taste Labs and TasteLabs.net. We'll put them there as well. And we'll have uh, some other some other goodies like the Channel 9 video and all that in the show notes. Please give us some feedback on um, what we discussed today. We had uh, soliciting you for your input. Provide it, please. And that being said, also check out the tastelabs.net website. You're going to start seeing uh, some more media being put there as opposed to just out to the public channels. Um, We have a nice curated experience with uh, some of the media streaming providers. So check that out there too as well. All right. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone.
Today's show is produced by Mr. Wentworth, directed by Michael Askins. Graphics and artwork provided by Art by Sophia, edited by Mr. Wentworth. Visit the show notes for terms and conditions. Go the I top. did that literally. We lost it, JG. <laughs> there? there you are. You're back. <laughs> yeah, I was saying, I, I basically did that. We lost you again, bud. <laughs> no. You're all gone. New team's meeting experience. <laughs> no audio. <laughs> oh, jeez. You're you're actually muted, dude. That's why you're showing. And I'm, sure, and I'm sure you're going to cut this out, right? <laughs> What's that? Hurricane come over and dump water in your office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going back to being the neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> note the time 44 minutes <laughs> <laughs>